Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Grace for Purpose podcast. I have another author here with me to talk about her books, empowerment, poetry, and more. I have Sheena with me. Sheena, tell us a little bit about yourself. But a little bit about me. I'm originally from Cross, South Carolina. I now reside in Troy, New York. I'm a mother of two. I am an advocate for domestic violence. I'm an author of two of my own and five collabs right now. Okay. I write for Blessings Magazine. I'm a podcast host. Um, I'm just out being able to be the vessel to share my story to just bless others to empower themselves. Okay, so it sounds like you've written a couple books, partnered up with some anthologies. That's amazing to hear. I'm seeing and hearing actually that a lot of people are doing those books. So I love that. Um, I remember, I don't know if you remember like the chicken soup series. Yes. Yeah. So I, I'm like, I'm hearing that and I love that because you get to like get a combination of different stories, but all with the same meaning. Yeah. <laughs> so tell yeah go ahead that's kind of what got me into it because you know the fact that you know like the chicken soup story Mm -hmm. is just another way to be able to one like you said hear different stories but you get to put yourself in front of other readers that might have wasn't part of your audience so right exactly definitely I didn't even think about it that way so I I love that you said that so you mentioned that you did write a couple books so we're going to talk about them tonight so jumping right in what was the inspiration behind your book the mask behind the mask oh that was the baby that's the first one that came off the wound uh the inspiration of that was the fact is that you know a lot of people show you one face and then along the way, you tend to start really seeing the true faces behind who is really around you. So after being, you know, in a domestic violence, not once, but twice, and had a few incidents with it, you know, it's like, why not take my story of the poetry that helped empower me during the midst of my storm to empower people, to show them that there is life after trauma. And then, you know, the state of the fact is with the mass on the mass, you know, for like, before I wrote it, for like four years, I was going through my own mass of carrying the massive back. The fact is that I have four different health conditions okay. and I don't look like it. So that's something that in only way to know, you would have to walk in my shoes and be with me and talk with me. So why not take those situations and be able to show people I might not look like my story, but this is why sometimes I might look the way I look or feel the way I feel. And this is why it's that. So, you know, sometimes you have to be a little gentle with people because you never know what they're going through to make it to a day. So it was just, you know, between the mess of what people carry and then the mess of what people truly deal with as well. So definitely you never know what people are dealing with. So I love that. I love the title. So is that a nonfiction, a fiction book? It is actually poetry. Okay, so it's poetry. Okay. It's poetry and spoken words. And I put it together to just help people to learn how to love all the imperfections despite of what they're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. Okay, definitely. So when did you get into writing poetry? I have been writing since I was 12. Okay. So it's just been a passion of mine. It was the way I used because I was like in high school, I was very quiet. So okay. that was my way of expressing and not talking. Because you know how people find ways and means of, you know, being able to tell and talk. So I use poetry as a way of expressing my feelings. 
Okay. I love that. Definitely. So you were able to take something that you loved doing since you were younger. And, and you mentioned that you use poetry to kind of help you through some of the traumas that you were dealing with as well. So is right. that when you started writing your books, did some of the poetry pieces in that book come from those traumatic experiences? Yeah, the poetry pieces, they came from you know, the fact of going through my health conditions because like okay. my very first poem in my book is called Warrior Many Friends. And you know, that's just me talking about you know, after going through physical, mental, and emotional abuse, okay. or talking about, you know, just being strong and, you know, just mighty and stuff like that. So, you know, it was a way of talking about the domestic violence story and stuff like that. Okay. And a lot of people can relate to, you know, the domestic violence and what you've gone through. So picking up a book with some poetry, just some encouragement can always help you know, during those times. So yeah. let's jump into your next book. And I see a theme here. So what was the inspiration behind your book, Unveiling Pieces of a Broken Mask? Because like with the first book, I told people they had a mask on. So after, you know, people were saying how, you know, I got them to the emotional points and get them to understand the things and what's going on and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It was another way for me to then now it's like, all right, I have to help people unveil those pieces that they're carrying and help them to break it off. Like definitely carry the baggage of insecurities, the trust issues, fear, domestic violence, um, anxiety depression you know all these things we take and a lot of times we take them and put them in a bag and we don't let them go so my mission with that was like you know i seen people how they react to the first book so it's okay. like I, I brought it out the fact is that you carry a mess now i need to help you figure out what's next as far as taking the pieces off like how are we going to take these chips off and make ourselves a better version of ourselves and elevate ourselves to another level so okay. my mission with that book was it's poetry but in that book I also gave you affirmations to empower you I also gave you questions to ask yourself so you can work on your own mess and the baggage that you carry then I also give you a, a journal in the back so as you can write and okay. express how you feel so like this is a this is like a triple threat I give you questions Right. <laughs> you know, the poetry to inspire you in a place where you can share your own feelings to yourself on how you feel. Okay. Okay. I love that. And so book three, is it, uh, is it's it going to be, okay. <laughs> book three, the, the mission of book three is now I've, I've told you, you had the mask on. Now we're breaking it off. Now it's the fact is that you have removed it. Now you're now empowered, you're confident, and you're just ready to just do whatever it is that you need to do. You know, we went from feeling bad to ourselves to now, mm -hmm. all right, we want to work on ourselves. So now it's time for me to empower you to just be confident, bold, and just be ready to do the next journey of your life after you've been through whatever you've been through. Okay, definitely. All right, so how have your struggles in life helped you to make an impact with others, with your books, and then your the organization that you've created? Um. My struggles have helped me learn how to take the steps of healing and forgiveness and learning to love myself because I had to go through the whole process myself before I could mm -hmm. write and tell people what they need to do next. Right. So, you know, one, one, one moral thing that I did learn that I had to forgive myself and don't do it for other people. I had to forgive myself for me to move on into better yes. my life. So I used 
those terms of the fact is that I didn't I didn't forgive because I needed to forgive because I wanted to make somebody else feel good. I forgave myself because I allowed certain things and I allowed okay. boundaries to be tested. Right. So I needed to now test, you know, put 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 my big girl draws on it and understand <laughs> that all right, I played a part in that because see a lot of a lot of times we pull it, you know, we point the blame. But we have to take accountability. That's the and word. I learned how to take accountability for the things that I allowed and what I shouldn't allow. And I created boundaries and I figured out what my piece was. So that's what my lesson was. Yes, I was waiting for you to say that word accountability. And I think that that is something that has been such a blessing to my life to help me to grow. And then also like I pushed that with other people like, at the end of the day, there are certain things that happen in our life that are out of our control. Mm-hmm. But a lot of things happen because we allowed it and learning to just take a bill, take accountability and then also taking your power back. Because right. the more that you're like always pointing the finger and blaming mm-hmm. everybody else, you allow them to have that control right. and that power over your life. But when you say, you know what? this was me. I'm going to take that power back. I'm going to make sure I establish those boundaries, like you said, so that those lines don't get crossed and I can remove those masks. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's amazing. I love that. I actually spoke to a young lady yesterday and you said something that she actually said, I forgive me. And that's what forgiveness is always for you. And that's important to remember. It is like, I learned what my steps of healing was, you know, the fact of forgiving, learning to love myself, Mm. you know, the accountability part, and then learning to be able to let it go. Right. And just moving to another level. You know, I had to learn that my elevation starts with me. I can't wait on somebody else to give me happiness. I can't wait on somebody else to give me love. I want to give myself all these things. So when somebody is coming into my life, mm-hmm. they're coming with the extra love and the extra happiness. I'm not waiting on nobody. Right. To because if you're waiting and being, you know, like, oh, I have to have this from that person, then you'll be waiting forever. And they might keep Definitely. disappointing you and keep letting you down and keep not fulfilling the void that you truly have. And, you know, learning the voice of what was missing from when you were little that you right. allowed around you that's that accountability part of learning mm. what was missing to now being accountable for putting it inside yourself and don't have to worry about nobody else giving it to you. Okay, definitely. <laughs> All right, so how has poetry helped elevate your self-esteem in life? Oh my God, listen, that thing that made me golden. Because you would think, because in school, I was very shy. I was not, you would think that, you know, me speaking and doing all these speaking engagements and speaking and talking and podcasts they look like who doing what not that so, quiet girl right yeah right so <laughs> it gave me the confidence to be able to use my voice you know okay. use my words as the power that it is you know words have power and why not use my words to create the power for somebody else to be empowered be uh-huh. motivated to be inspired so that's that's what it did it gave me the elevation to help others to elevate themselves Okay, and that's what it's all about. As we rise higher, we pull other people up with us. Absolutely. So what advice would you give to somebody that's struggling to overcome self-esteem issues? Um, The first thing I would say is for the person to understand why they're dealing with that self-esteem. Okay. Because 
sometimes you have to pinpoint the reason of why it's affecting you. Because like my self-esteem was the fact is that, you know, I was really, really skinny. So I used to always be like, well, you know, why am I so skinny? And, Mm -hmm. you know, just, you know, you, you pick out these little things. And it's like, why are you picking on these things? We are our worst enemies. Yes. So I would say identify <laughs> the flaws of why you feel that way and just encourage yourself to love it because that's right. how you were made. And this is what was given to you and this is what's supposed to be with you. So when it's your time to be in a different version of yourself, like mm-hmm. some people might have a weight issue. What are you going to do about it? accountability right accountability because <laughs> you know a lot of times we have these issues but what are we doing about it what are we putting forth the effort to make it right better? you right. know what are we taking the steps to you know step on that chip and say all right I got a weight problem I don't mm-hmm. like it and I have a low self-esteem because I feel like I'm fat did you try changing your eating habits right you, or are you going to continue to put your hand in a bag of chips to eat it right Right, you know, definitely it's about accountability and understanding why you feel the way you yeah. feel. Because sometimes our feelings of low self esteem is not truly even what's truly right in front of you. It's deeper mm-hmm. inside of you. It's always deeper, right? But it takes that accountability <laughs> and owning who. What do you want to see when you look in right. the mirror, and loving what you see when you look in the mirror, right? Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about the books, the anthologies that you have co-authored. All righty. Um, the first anthology was another poetry book. It was called Worth Hurt. That I was in because, you know, it was in, you know, it was a way to inspire people okay. about their hurt and their pain. And I was in another few different anthologies, like Women Who Pray. That anthology was just, it was amazing. Because okay. it was 90 women that got together wrote, 90 devotional prayers okay you have 90 versions of different prayers of different people so I think it was a way to impact the world definitely to inspire to heal to give them faith wisdom and just give them power with words okay you know you got 90 days that's three months right much you can start it over and you can start anywhere in the book you know, because it's 90 different ones. So we, I think okay. it was just an awesome way to be able to impact the world with words and okay. prayer and faith and wisdom. The okay. other anthropology that I have is the affirmation book. And that one had 128 of us, I think it's called. It's called the three L's. It's learn, love, lead. With okay. That, I would say with that one, it was amazing as well, because as well, we're inspiring and powerful mm-hmm. with words. And we have, you have, 365 days in that book oh wow okay yeah. so another like devotional another devotion you got a whole year you can read okay. it all over you know when you feel that you need to be empowered and inspired pick it up so uh, you know my thing with the anthology I think it was just an awesome way to be able to reach people internationally being able to globally and just around the world in so many ways that you never imagined you could help and touch and just inspire people Okay, definitely. And it's always amazing to work with or collaborate with other people, other women, get to hear, you know, their life stories. Um, Everybody has a unique story. So it's amazing that you were able to pull that together and share it with the world. So what was it like um, working with other writing and publishing with other women? 
my experience is, you know, my experience as well. Like all five that I've been in was awesome. I have no complaints. Good. Like with women who pray, we've hit number one bestseller in six categories. Awesome. We were, we were number one for a few weeks. Okay. Maybe, maybe even right now. But you know, it's just amazing to be in these and apologies. Like I got to network with other women. I got to be able to learn about other things. And it's like it's always a teaching moment. And it's Definitely. always a good way to learn different things. And it's always another way to put yourself also on another platform. Right. right. You put yourself in front of other audience that are not following you that will then travel to might follow you now. Like, oh, right. I, I like it. Let me go research her. You know, let me go Google her. So, you know. <laughs> It's always good to collaborate with other people, step outside of like the norm, just your family and friends that you probably are expecting to to follow you or buy your books. You know, you get to expand your network, reach new readers. It was cool because one of my anthropology actually made me an international author as well. Okay, good. Um, I had one of my anthropologies, which was called um, Winning Ways. And this lady, her, she was from um, Nigeria in Africa. And it was about five of us that published this book as well. And that one, we were talking about women in the work, professional work way and also home life. So being able to balance home life and work. And you know, a lot of times in society, they feel that, you know, we can't do both. So in my part, I talked about how we can balance it and how we can, you know, be able to work but you're going to need help you know it, Definitely. It, it comes with the village and Definitely. you have your village behind you and doing you know figuring out the routines and the things that you need to do it can work definitely I love that so are there any tips that you can share for aspiring writers and authors definitely number one you want to write first get it on paper because some people first fear because I'll never forget becoming an author the first and it's, oh, I always thought about being it, an author, mm-hmm. but I just never did it or I didn't know where to start. Get it out your head first. Just do it. Because yes. a lot of times we 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 might let fear of um, people hearing our story or a judgment or something or the fact is that they might just don't think that they have the skills to do it. Right. right. Is, if you don't try, how would you know if you succeed? So the first thing is to try. Um, definitely also as a new writer, make sure, you know, figure out how, you know, who you want to go with, you know, figure out marketing wise, what type of budget you want to have, you know, understanding that it's not just, you just write this book and that's it. Cause you got to yeah. market it, you got to promote it. You got to be the manager. Like if you don't have a publishing company that does all that for you, you have to do all your networking, legwork and everything yourself. And yes. it's not like, it's just going to be, oh, I wrote the book and a million people's going to buy it just like that. You know, you got to promote it. You got to figure out the audience. You got to understand the, the dynamics of everything because it's actually a business. You're not just, right. a You're not just an business. author. Yeah, it's a business. Yes. And I think that's what a lot of people forget. So I'm glad that you touched on that. Um, number one, figuring out who is your target reader. Everybody mm-hmm. isn't going to pick up your book and right. that's okay. Right. But when you know who, just like your target audience in any business, when you know, like, I want to reach these women, or if it's a children's book, I'm trying to reach children, you know, like mm-hmm. children aren't going to probably go and pick up right. a nonfiction <laughs> self-help book, right? Right. 
So it's like knowing who your target audience is. And you save a lot of time and money when you do that research initially, um, especially in marketing, because you're not just dumping thousands of dollars down the drain, marketing to right. somebody who is not going to pick up your book. Absolutely. And I got one more thing to tell them. <laughs> also, when you start, if you don't have the supporters that you expect to support you, don't be disappointed. Don't feel that, oh, my book is not worth it. I'm going to stop writing. You got to continue to give 120% regardless of yes. two people bought your book. It can give you give yourself the knowledge like a thousand people bought it because the more you push it, they, you know, they see that you're believing in it. Yes, that's it. They got to see that you believe in what you put into because if you're not supporting your own stuff, how do you want somebody else to support it? So you got to continue your yes. effort. Irregardless of if it's one or a thousand, continue be consistent. Yes. On promoting, putting it out, marketing, and talking about it. And talking about it like, don't talk about it like, oh yeah, I wrote a book. Talk about it like the excitement that you want somebody to feel when they pick it up and read it. Right. The excitement that you had when you had first had that idea. Right. You know, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, sometimes you can write a book and like, I know with my first book that I wrote back in 2017, first year it was selling second mm -hmm. year it was still selling, but not so much. And then this year it's like, people are pick, picking up that book that I wrote back in 2017. And since then I've released two more. So just as long as you're continuing mm -hmm. to promote it and push it, people are still going to read it. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I feel that people got to see that you believe in your vision in order yes. for them to believe in your vision as well. Because if you're not putting effort into your vision, mm -hmm. how do you expect somebody else to pour into the same vision that you're trying to put out there? Exactly. And that you can relate that to life. How do you expect yeah. people to believe in you? Not just like the material things or our books yeah, that we're talking but about, just, mm -hmm. but just you, you know, yeah. if you don't believe in you. So that because that is true because part of your book. <laughs> You're your, you, you are your brain. Mm -hmm. So if you don't believe in you, how somebody else can believe? Right, definitely. So that's overcoming those self-esteem issues and learning mm -hmm. to really believe in yourself, yeah. really learning to love yourself and taking, doing the work to discover what's behind the mask, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so are there any upcoming projects that you would like listeners to watch out for? Um. Well, you know, it's always a project coming out with me. Um, definitely book three will be on its way. I don't have a specific date and time of release, but I am working on book number two. I mean, three, sorry. And I'm also working on my album because I have a spoken word album. So I'm working on my album. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. My first one was called, I was always a rose in the darkness of love, which is okay. spoken words and poetry. But now, you know, I'm working on the second part of it, whereas, you know, I, like in the first one, I talked about like, it, like the ones I had was um, not anymore. And it was a uh, vision and healing and I am she and, you know, uh, crash love. Okay. And then okay. those portraits were more just talking about what I've been through and, you know, how I'm not going to allow certain things anymore. This okay. album, I want to be more empowered and, you know, give people that, like, you know, with book number three, I want to give them that confidence, and that boldness to just go out and be who they are. Right. You know, is, you okay. know working on that. And then right now, actually, um, I'm actually, uh, I turned my first book into a, a play. 
Oh, so nice. Okay. 30th, that would be out. Um, I'm actually doing a, I'm doing it virtually. I'm actually okay. planning on eventually putting it. So the other goal is to put it live on stage, which, you know, right now with COVID, I decided to do it virtually, but it's eight women doing eight skits from, you know, from my book. Awesome. I turned them into monologues. So it's a virtual monologue and it's just, it's going to be so dynamic. Okay, you'll definitely have to share that information. Absolutely. I mean, you know, to be able to take your book and make it something that somebody can look at. Right. You know, be able to understand the trials and tribulations that went through with that book. Right. Just put it in a little skit to just give you a snippet Mm -hmm. is definitely going to be, you know, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be some, you might get some laughs, you might get some smiles, you might (laughs) might cry. You know, (laughs) it's going to be a whole lot of different emotions because as as people and individuals, we wear so many different masses. Right. So many emotions that we don't really truly show face front. And that's kind of why I talk about these masses because so many times we hide behind the face that we carry and we might be smiling and dying inside. Right. So, you know, my passion for this is to, you know, understand people understand that, you know, you deserve to heal. Like my mission for this year, my hashtag has been for 2021 is that you deserve to heal. Okay. COVID and sitting in the house and just seeing how, you know, it, it gave you time to think and understand some things and that stillness right yeah it it, it had you sit still and some people started sitting still and understanding self and knowledge and worth and stuff like that so my passion is to continuously to help people understand that you know you you deserve to heal because you know hurt people hurt people and if you're not if you're not here trying to heal yourself all you're going to continue to do is to spill that hurt onto someone else you're going to trickle down to them hurting you know somebody not, else yeah it's just a repeated cycle yes and see part of my mission was the fact is that my kids had actually seen me go okay violence. so my mission was to change my generation and not allow my legacy to think that that was okay right. or not to allow my legacy to think that that's how they're supposed to be treated mm-hmm. so my mission and my why was to give them a different version of a road and a lane they can take Okay. And take the mess and the scars and the hurt and the pain and make it something that's like a beautiful butterfly. Okay. Awesome. Definitely. It's the work that we do is not just for us. Our purpose is not just for us. And I think that I have said that over and over this year um, to myself and then to other people, because it's easy to like get discouraged. But yeah. remember, your purpose is not just for you. So that should be the motivation when you're having those bad days, is to get up, take some accountability, and remember right. my purpose isn't just for me and to do the work. So I love that. This has been an amazing conversation. Um, I've enjoyed hearing about your books, your upcoming projects. So tell us how can we find your books and also your spoken word CDs? Absolutely. Um, you can find my books. They are on Amazon. But you can also hit my website, which is www.ladybondthemask.com. You can also contact me on Facebook in the DM. Personally, I will answer you back and we can get them (laughs) books shipped out and signed. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Um, But if you want to follow me as well in my my album, it is on every 
platform screaming. Like okay. You can go to TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram and use my my spoken word as your song. Okay. You your story. So I'm everywhere. <laughs> I mean, Spotify, Amazon, Amazon Music, Apple, any platform that is screaming, it's there. Okay. Awesome. Definitely gonna and, have to check it out. Yes. And in order to find me on social media, you can find me at Shingadon Author. You can find me on um, Instagram as Shingadon Author, TikTok as Sheena Author, and pretty much the Sheen. You can my first and last name. I, I use okay. my name pretty keep much. Keep it so simple. Keep it simple. <laughs> and if y'all need me to tell you how to spell it, it's S H A N A. Last name is G-O-U-R-D-I-N-E. All right. Yes. Awesome. Well, I have really enjoyed this conversation. It's been inspiring and motivating. I'm looking forward to seeing these new projects and checking out your books. Did you have any final thoughts that you want to leave us with tonight? My final thought for people is don't let fear be the reason why you don't follow your dream. You know, success is always on the other side of that dark tunnel. But if you don't ever cross the bridge, how you gonna get there? Drops mic. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Grace for Purpose podcast. Make sure that you go and follow this young lady, pick up her poetry books, listen to her, um, her albums, follow her on TikTok, use her spoken word, all those good things to support Make sure that you also subscribe and turn on your notifications to the Grace for Purpose podcast and be sure to leave us a comment on tonight's episode and tune in for the next one. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to the Grace for Purpose podcast, where we are connecting you with the resources and motivation you need to fulfill and protect your purpose.